This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And today I'm Jackson Wells. And today... It's a sad day. It, why is it a sad day? Because I stopped swimming. Oh, you yeah. stopped swimming just for this show. That's how much you care about this show. You said, I'm going to cut my swimming short to come do Murder My Dude. I actually cut it short to go to the park to oh. watch the kids play baseball. and then And then I... And do murder my dude. Well, that I I did. I I rushed I rushed home mm-hmm. to get here. I was like, oh, around, I got to be here around six o'clock because that's what time you said you'd be home. I was a little late. I was home at six o four or six o five. You should have been here at six o five. Yeah. Well, I was I, here on Turner time. Well, I I was it was about six o four or six o six somewhere around there when I was going by. Uh, what's what's the uh, the gay bar around here? Rumors. Yeah. So we were on that street near railroad i guess yeah um is there a peacock uh yeah peacock street is it's around that way around right? that way yeah yeah so we were around that way. it was about 604 it's 606. right next to mustard street and scarlet avenue um and oh green and, drive and green yeah yeah and uh mr body's body yes mm-hmm. that's right there it's a little clue for you it's yeah. one two two one body drive one plus two plus two plus one. One plus two plus two, and then the chandelier. Yeah. Also. Um, but not communism. That's just a red herring. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> it's a great movie. It is. I, I fuck you, Kevin Smith. That's all I have to say about that. Is fuck you, Kevin Smith. It's about time somebody said it. Fucking Kevin Smith. Yeah. Piece of shit. I love Kevin Smith. But oh, I just don't, fuck. I don't understand. There, there's, it, I know it doesn't bother you. We, we have, we have completely different ways of. Yeah. If somebody dislikes something I like a lot, I'm like, yeah, we have a difference of opinion. Cause that's pussy of you. Yeah. I guess you need to stand up for fucking something. All, all right? right. So, so there's two people you need to go and punch in the mouth. Kevin Smith and Ron Bennington. Why Ron? Neither Ron like doesn't fluid. like married with children. Oh. One of the greatest sitcoms of all fucking time. It's very good. One of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It it I feel like it was it, it started to change television. Um yeah, it got us away from that and Roseanne got us away from like the family oriented, like every everything's perfect. Like literally Married with Children was gonna be called Not the Cosby's. Because the Cosby show was this like quintessential American family and Right. Like they had yeah, money. Like and, it wasn't like, Deceivers. Yeah. It wasn't the fucking. Even going back to like the the Cleavers or the well, well, the you know, well, not or, not for anything, but but when you had all the fifties stuff, then you got all the rural things like Green Acres and mm-hmm. you know Hee Haw and all that type of shit, and then they were they were like, uh, okay, we want to take it away from there, so we got the Jeffersons and um, well, Jeffersons was like way later. That was the seventies, wasn't it? Well, that's 
what I'm saying. Because I know there's like the Rural Purge or something like that, like Beverly Hillbillies and Green Acres and all these shows got canceled all at once. I just said that. Yeah, I think I think they literally called it like the Rural Purge, right. though. Yeah, but I, I just, just giving, but I just said that. Name. Yeah, right. I was, I was just adding on. Yeah, but that's well, right, and that's what it was. It was uh, what, what's the other one? Uh, the the one that the Jeffersons was a spinoff of. Um, all in the family. All in the family. Yeah. Yeah, and like things like um Sanford and Son. Yeah. Uh, they were they were more gritty. The 70s were gritty for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the Brady Bunch, you had goofy stuff like that, uh and all the, the Sherwood Schwartz stuff, yeah. Yeah, you had that stuff, but When then, was my mother the car? When did that come around? I never watched it. Not a single episode. I think there were only like six of them. Really? I, I think it was one of those things that got canceled very quickly. Yeah, I know the name. And, I, I, and all I know is the name, the premise, obviously somebody's mother becomes a car. Okay. I think the mother speaks to him through the radio or something. And I think Jerry Van Dyke was the star. Really? Yeah. I never I never saw it. I could not I I never saw you. it either. I just wow. I know it's one of those infamously like bad shows and infam- infamously like short run shows. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I other than that I don't know anything about it. Um It was in 1965. Wow, okay. Uh, oh, it had 30 episodes it ran for a season yeah jerry van dyke was the, that's a little the bit star. more than six you don't think you can count um so yeah and then then you get to the you get to the 80s and everything's trying to go back to the like you know that beaver cleaver thing mm-hmm. they're they're like oh we're gonna try to get back to that and mario children's like now nah, we're gonna be a little dirty and grimy yeah and, uh, and it, I think it started to change TV a little bit, you know, but, uh, Fox in general, like that, the Simpsons, 21 Jump Street, those early Fox shows were just like a, like a shot in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. It was different. Cops even cops, like kind of cops was one of our very innovative. I don't know if it was cops or America's most wanted, whatever came on Saturday nights. I think they both did. It was like a block. It was, uh, yeah, it my parents would always do cheesesteaks and milkshakes. Cheesesteaks, milkshakes, steak and shake. Yeah. And cops. And cops. Yeah. Law enforcement. Wasn't there a thing? Yeah, there was a thing like right after the George George Floyd thing where... Or the George. The George, George, the George Floyd thing. George Floyd. Uh, where like a cop said steak and shake or shake shack. I think it was like fucked up his milkshake. And they're like, no, he didn't. And they, they like proved it, like he, he just made it up. I forget how it was, or like he made it up, or I forget what it was just like. That didn't happen. Well, that's uh, riveting. It's riveting shit. That's good shit. Amazing. So, uh, all right. So, how was your day? All right. I worked. Worked. Came home from work, and now I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. I did, too. I worked out my lats, wherever they are. Really? No, I latissimals. Yeah, where the fuck are your lats? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a body guy. You know, for for somebody that's got a lot of body, and I don't mean hair. Uh, you have a lot of body hair. No, I mean hair on my head. Oh, yeah, I do have a lot of. I, I'm like George Junior. George uh, Junior. Latissimus muscles are just call them your lats, dude. Or like right under your shoulder blades. Oh, that's. Well, it makes sense. I was doing some backstrokes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was working out my lats. Latissimus dorsi muscle. This is the uh, the most I've swam in a summer in uh, probably since 
I lived in Folsom. I was about to ask you about how long it's been since you swam. I don't think you were going to ask me, uh, but I think I was telling you anyway. Oh. What are you going to do about it? Listen. Okay. Well, now we're going to get into a little segment we like to call This Week Murder! Swimming. Yes, this does involve, well, it involves a place where people swim. Right, yeah. Man shot, killed on French nude beach. Is that where you went swimming today, on a French nude beach? No. No? Was it a, uh Austrian nude beach? No. Was it on a uh, a French clothed beach? Oui, oui. Oh, okay. You just got back from France? Oui. 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 That's if I'm... Uh, Belgian. Yeah. Belgian, yeah. Uh, this is La Mama Beach. La Mama. Which, uh-huh. La Mama, which is uh, one of the many beaches in France where clothing France. is optional. Mm-hmm. La France. Uh, but that does not mean that there are not rules of decorum. There are certain, of course. There are certain rules you must follow right. when attending a nude beach. Yeah, you can't spread your asshole, I'm sure. Uh, probably not. It's probably frowned upon. Right, can't jerk off. Uh, you should. Yes, you should not jerk off. You should especially not make eye contact with women who are sunbathing nude and jerk off. That's a big no-no. That what about is men. That is, as they say in France, a faux pas. Okay. It is. I thought uh, that that was uh, that was the the um, part above your your you know your vagina. The the faux pas. Yeah, I think you're thinking of the faux pas. Aha. Mm. You gotta in France. You have to really, really watch your accents and Spanish, like. Like the difference between ano, which I believe is year, mm-hmm. and año, which is your asshole. You th- I thought it would be it, the other it way. It maybe flipped around. Maybe año is year. Yeah, año sounds like a yeah. I don't know. I I know we always talk about your, our año versaries. Right. Yeah. And not our ano versaries. Um, or a coolie in the culo. Yeah. What's a coolie in Spanish? I don't. Know That's I a know. high school. That's coolie hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, at La Mama Beach, there are certain rules that you follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a 76-year-old retired pensioner whose name has not been released is... We're going to un- call him... Mark. Ma- Mark. Mark? No, Mark. All right. M-A-R-C. Mark. M-A-R-C. All right. Uh, I, when I was in French class in high school, uh, everybody had to take a French name. Mm. But for some reason, they just let me be... Brian, because Brian doesn't really have a, an equivalent in any other language. Uh, and they just didn't make me, they couldn't, they, just, they weren't just like, yeah, pick a different name. Um, but I remember somebody, his name, his real name was Floyd. Uh, and I guess you can't really put a French accent on Floyd. 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 <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Yes. Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. Why? <laughs> so instead of that, Floyd became Malk. We should call him uh, George Mark. George Mark. Mark. George Mark. George George Mark. Isn't don't they spell George with like an S on the end? Uh, George, yeah. George Mark. George Mark. Um, Mark. So G- Mark. Isn't uh, it like Mark? Like Mark. This, don't don't you with the L? Mark. It's funny, Mark. Yeah. This is not for the ASMR friendly. Fucking. If if you're listening to this, you're probably like, shut the fuck up already. And we apologize. Oh, after this, I have something to announce. But all right, let's let's finish this. Uh, a 76-year-old retired petitioner, Mark, Mark, uh, is under arrest for allegedly gunning down a fellow patron of the beach located in the Grand Parc. All right, kid. The Mirabel Jonage. 
For a guy that uh, speaks French, you suck at your French accents. Um, how, how should I have done that? Don't worry about it. Just, I need coaching. Let's just let's just read. I need constructive feedback here. Uh, you don't want it. I do. You really don't want it. Le Grand Parc mm-hmm. de Mirabel Journal. Sure. Okay. Uh, just outside of Lyon. 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 Uh, the victim of the shooting, also unnamed, his name is... Brennan Manman! Floyd. Oh. Um, he was a 46-year-old man mm-hmm. who was reportedly shouting insults to other people on the beach, after which he began masturbating while staring at a woman on the beach. Oh, okay. Uh, so this guy, he did what we said not to do. Yeah, if okay. only he had listened to the show and all... Well, then again, this is the Murder My Dude paradox. He would have had to listen to the show, but In if he did to listen to the show it. to follow our advice, he wouldn't have done it. And we, we've never covered a story like this before. Right. Yeah. So this is only going to help people in the future. Mm. So if you're listening. So this is a necessary evil. What yeah. he did to our large French audience. Yeah. Well, and we are big in Bulgaria and Bulgaria is, uh, is in the EU. So is France. So they can they can travel freely back and forth. So our Bulgarian listeners. Right. Um, Rusev. Miro. Miro. Um, I said Miro in like a French accent. Miro. 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 Um, if you ever have the inclination to go to a nude beach in France, please, please do not make eye contact with the sunbathers there, no matter how attractive they may be. Or a squirrel. And masturbate. Mm. Don't make eye contact with anything and masturbate unless you've cleared it with them beforehand. Listen to me. I don't make eye contact with girls that I'm having sex with. I literally say, please don't look at me. (laughs) I'm ashamed. (laughs) So, the two men engaged in an argument, and at that point... Mark uh, grabbed a 22 caliber hunting rifle he'd inexplicably brought to the beach with him. Okay. Just in case I have to shoot a masturbator. Yeah. And, um, and, okay. Yeah. The older man fired at least three shots, one hitting the unruly beachgoer in the chest and killing him. It's been reported that the shooter was an avid hunter, mm. a member of a local shooting club, and possessed a firearm license valid for hunting purposes. But French law does not, mm. I repeat, not allow for civilians to carry firearms in public except for rare cases that allow civilians to file and are approved for a one-year carry license which allows those people who are quote exposed to exceptional risks to their life to carry a handgun and 50 rounds of ammunition at most and this is not a handgun no this is a hunting rifle this is a hunting rifle and this guy was not exposed to exceptional risks no Someone was exposing himself, but it wasn't an exceptional risk to his life. And it wasn't the exposed that they're talking about. Right. Uh, Before the mass shooting in 2015 in an Eagles of Death Metal concert, Mm -hmm. even off-duty police weren't allowed to carry firearms in France. Now there is a provision where, also if you're an off-duty cop, you can carry a gun. Okay. uh, A handgun. That's nice. The attack happened at the height of the beach's busy season, with many, including the victim, traveling from Lyon on a busy Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, or Sunday morning. Uh, just Sunday. Just, just Sunday. Even after the attack, me- oh no, uh, Dimanche. Sunday, uh, Sunday would be Dimanche, yeah. Thanks. Uh, even after the attack, Sunday would be Saturday. Okay. Uh, even after the attack, many more tourists filed in, a great deal of them participating in France's portion of the World Naked Bike Ride. Oh, okay. Did you go naked bike riding today? Uh, No. Good, because it's in France right now. I don't know when the U.S. portion no, it's of World gross. Naked Bike Ride Day is. It's kind of gross. You, 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 like, who are they coming in and wiping down the seats of these fucking bikes? Well, Prob- I'm assuming you're using your own bike. 
No, I don't think wait, you're renting a you bike. You can rent World bikes Day. because they they do the naked bike rides in Philly. Oh, and they rent bikes. You, I would assume you're sanitizing the bike before and after. I, I would I would hope they do that before and after anybody, who? even a clothed bike ride. Who is sanitizing the, the person who is renting out the bike? What if they don't? Well, then they're not good at their job. Yeah, but it's not their job to do that. They they don't have a job. Well, it's like if you rent bowling shoes, they disinfect the shoes after you use them. They do because they're at the place. This is outside where a bike is. I wonder if there's somebody in charge of the bikes that are coming down and wiping them down. No, when they when the naked person returns the bike, you wipe it down. But what if they don't? Well, then they should be the they're the, the like just like the person who works at the bowling alley disinfects the bowling shoes. The person who works at the bike rental stand should disinfect but the bike. But there's nobody working there. They're outside. Oh, is it one of those like automatic, like those? Yeah, it's it's a thing outside. Oh, those kiosks. Yeah, yeah, the, like where there's just a, like a, a, a line of bikes. Right, yeah. there's a line of bikes. So you come and you rent it and you go and then you return it. But the thing is, is how do you, like? Yeah, there should be a proviso on those. No, no naked bike riding from from these bikes. Right, exactly, because you're leaving slug trails and shit. Yeah, you know. Like somebody's fucking assholes on that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you? How, uh, it's gross, man. You're leaving residue. There's a residue issue. Yeah. Slug trails. Yeah. Res. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, before we get it, is it is it another story? Or? Yeah. Okay. Before we get to another story, uh, let's get out our socials. Um, I will do the socials. Okay. If you have any questions or comments, email us at murdermydude at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to reach us on social media, you you can find us on Instagram. We're at Murder My Dude. Facebook, we're at Podcast My Dude. Uh, Twitter, Murder My Dude. And that's it. Wait, what? That's it. Where's our truth social? I deactivated it. No, what? nay, I deleted it. Why? I deleted it. I have to reactivate this thing. Because I got to follow. Okay. I gotta, we got to follow. Uh-huh. And somebody said that they only followed... Because of us, right? They only they, follow True Social because of us? Yeah. Okay. They joined True Social uh-huh. because of us. Uh, yeah. And they followed us. Right. And they wanted a shout out. Yeah. And then they said that they're going to unfollow us because we didn't give them a shout out. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Don't threaten me. So, because of you, unnamed person, I deleted the whole fucking shebang. I deleted it. I deleted it. You ruined it. You ruined it because you threatened it. You threatened. You said, I'm going to delete this. I'm going to unfollow you. Just delete the Instagram and the Facebook. There's no point being on social media if you're not going to be on true social. Just delete them all. No. I'll I'll do it. No, you won't. No, you're not allowed yeah, to touch I, I it. Don't have the, I don't have the password of the Instagram. I'll, del- I'll delete the Twitter and the, the Facebook. You don't even fucking do the Twitter. I know, but <laughs> there's no point now. If we don't have a true social, what's the point of any social media? I don't want true social. Hey, delete your true social, too, if you have one. No, it's, it's our flagship. It's not our flagship. Stop saying it's a big this. Red we flag. Need to, we, yes, it is a big red flag. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a huge. Gigantic red it's flag. a huge. It's it's like fucking six. It's a castle. It's like it's got so many red flags. It's fucking. There's a moat of hate around with sharks and piranhas and pariahs and mariahs. She's on there. Yeah. Wow. She sings like a siren. Hmm. It hurts. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through the show now. Yeah, so. I'm no, warning the loss of our true no, social There's no account. true social. I deleted it. So fuck you, guy, that said, 
I'm not, I believe that that's the voice he used. I'm gonna delete if you're not gonna. Oh, it was use- Hamsar. I'm- yeah. Huh. So uh, fuck him. So fuck that guy. All right. Next. Uh, not only. Why even continue? All right. I guess the show must go on. Next story. Wow. Help. What the fuck? Jesus. Do you have enough space in between? It goes to the next page. You used to bitch when it wasn't on the next page. Oh, all right. Well, it's true, but I I just write something in between now. Write a a love story or something. uh, Let me write something in between. I'll do it now. Okay. There. He wrote, fuck you. All right. Next. Next story. He didn't even put proper punctuation. He just left it. Oh, sorry. Open ended. Let me go back. Thank you. Exclamation point. Uh, South Florida man accused of killing girlfriend claims it was suicide. A week's long. And inv- this is actually what I'm you sorry. gave me. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to, to, to laugh at that. I didn't mean to, to laugh at that. Uh, it's, uh, nah. That's not the worst thing you've done. But you deleted our true social. I can't believe it. Uh, a week's long investigation has resulted in police in Marathon, Florida. I felt really dirty having it. OK, I felt really fucking dirty. I kept getting notifications because uh, you hate freedom. Because you hate freedom. Well, I mean, I get it. You you support you support big tech. You support. Well, I do. Yeah, you support the uh, the people who are censoring everyone. Well, no, you like, I, I you don't. Like big Zuckerberg. Uh, I mean, I do. You're, you're a Zuck cuck. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I, I like I, I like it, but I like freedom too. But what freedom do we have? Not none. Now hold, you delete our social. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. All right, all right fucking uh, freedom all right fine you go fishing right i don't let's just you let's just say you go out fishing and you're getting rainbow trout or fucking some shit you know you could only bring back so many Mm -hmm. right from what i understand at certain places there's there's rules like provisions there's there's all right there's things put in place yeah I think they do, yeah, they do that because there's only so many, I think it's a lot of times also in artificially stocked things, they don't want the fish to go extinct. So why don't they argue, fuck that freedom, I'm going to get as many fucking fish as I want, Cause, because they like fishing, right? Yep. So they'll follow the rules there. Yes. So it's bo- it's bogus. Why don't they fucking cry about freedom, freedom, when when they own property and they don't pay property taxes? Or when they have a car and they want to drive it around and, and they don't go and they don't fucking, you know, inspections. Just stop paying for your inspections. Don't pay your property tax. I think those are sovereign citizens. I think that's what you're talking about. What about them? Don't they like not inspect their car and get licenses and pay property? Don't they like not do that shit? Oh, they fucking do. Oh, they do. There's some that uh, I'm sure that there's some that that don't that live off the land, but they're white and they have guns. So. They don't really get fucked with. That's the shit. So like, like when I sit there and I argue about certain things, I'll argue from both sides. You know, if, if, if I argue from something that's a little bit right when I'm like, nah, like whatever, it's like, oh, you're racist. You're a fucking right winger. You're a Trump supporter. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I, I say something else and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I, I criticize something over here and it's like, you're fucking, you're a communist, socialist, fucking whatever. I, I just think they're both shitty sometimes, you know? But but don't cry about fucking freedom when you don't really have freedom. 
my had freedom and then you deleted my true social account. Yeah. I was just tired of seeing the goddamn thing pop up all the time. It, it, for what? For what? I think we had three followers and two of them were me. So you deleted all your true social accounts. Oh, wait, no. I still have my personal one. Oh, okay. So only for the show, but... But I don't get... I didn't get notifications on, on my... Because uh, I was only signed in on ours. I haven't signed in on mine. I gotta say... Thank you for... Thank you a for... weeks-long investigation has resulted in police in Marathon, Florida, arresting... Arresting... I know how to say that word. 39-year-old Sean Booth Chidester... Fake name. Um, ...for the shooting death of his girlfriend, Daniela Blackburn, 38. Chidester, or Chidester, almost like Chichester, uh, called... We talked about, like, Christopher Chichester. Christopher... What was his name? Chichester, they said back then. Uh, That's right. Chidester Ch- yeah. called 911 the evening of July 14th. Yeah, that Clark Rockefeller guy. Uh, claiming that his girlfriend had committed suicide. That was a really fun episode. It was. Quote, she's dead and she shot herself in the head, Chidester said on the call. She's dead in my kitchen. He'd later tell police that Blackburn had shot herself while he was in another room. I'm related to Blackburns. Really? Yeah. Regardless of the truth behind that story, Sean Chidester was taken into custody immediately for violating a June 18th protection order mandating that he stay away from Blackburn. After the initial investigation, police also charged him with murder. Quote, observations made by detectives at the autopsy found the wound was not consistent with a self-inflicted gunshot wound, the police affidavit said. The statement also revealed that there was no evidence of Blackburn having any history of mental issues or suicidal ideation. A 9mm handgun, believed to be the murder weapon, was found in the house. The June protection order was the latest in a line of domestic issues between the couple. Between that and Blackburn's death, another incident occurred on July 1st, leading to a 911 call. When police arrived, Blackburn accused Chidester, or Chidester, not sure how it's pronounced, of attacking her three times before she was able to call 911 in what was a verbal argument that turned physical. She told police that Chidester had used, quote, both of his hands to grab her by the hair and drag her off the couch onto the floor, which led to her hitting her head on a dresser drawer. Chidester is accused of dragging Blackburn by the hair two more times that night, after which he paced away. Nothing came of the incident because Blackburn opted to not pursue charges filling out a non-prosecution form and telling police, quote, he has a beautiful side to him when asked about Chidester. Chidester is now being held on $1 million bond. It's pretty sad. I just signed into my Truth Social, uh-huh. and I had more followers than uh, than our page. <sighs> yeah. I should probably just keep mine up then. Yeah. Or I change have- yours into a murder, my dude page. I mean, I could do that. Yeah, I could. I could. Yeah. All right, hey guy that followed us before, I, I I take it back. I don't remember your name. Oh, he he stopped and unsubscribed. Now we just lost a listener. You think so? Yeah. Who knows? Wouldn't be the first time we lost a listener. Well, you know. But anyway, for the listeners that are still around, we're gonna take a very quick break, and we'll be right back with our main topic. And we're back. Uh, we are. We're here. Hi. We've been doing a lot of bombing episodes lately. We never did bombing episodes before, except for like, uh, one of my favorite episode titles ever, Unabomber, My Dude Bomber. It was a great episode <laughs> That's title. a great name. Yeah. That was an, that was an A-plus title. Uh, I liked that title. Yeah. 
Uh, but now this one has nothing to do with Ted Kaczynski, but we are going to be in that general area. He was where, like Montana? Fuck if I know, dude. Yeah, I think he was. A, all the all the crazy people wind up in Montana for wound up in Montana for a little bit. Okay. Um, but we're gonna go a little south of Montana. See, um, that's that's crazy because when 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 I think of like west Mon- when I think of Montana, I don't think of like crazy people like that. I think of like Joe Trappers. Oh, you know, yeah, like just some guy that's out there running around. I mean, crazy, but crazy in a good. <laughs> crazy way crazy like a fuck yeah like no like that type of guy like like a guy that's walking around with like furry boots on you know like he looks like bruiser brody but but he's got the hat of like uh who's the guy from uh oregon billy jack haynes yes he's he's, he looks yeah he's a mix between like billy jack haynes billy jack brody yeah billy jack brody right how is there never a wrestler named billy jack brody it's a great fucking name it is that's a great name. We're gonna pitch Billy Jack Brody to somebody. There's gonna be a Billy Jack Brody. He's got he's got a furry hat on. Uh, furry hat on. <laughs> he's got furry boots with the fucking hat, and he you know, and he goes out and he traps fucking squirrels and shit, you know, and eats them, and and he lives in a in a, in a cabin. But he's a sweet guy. All six eight of them. Yeah, you know, he's vittles. A hell of a guy. He's a sweet guy unless you cross him, and then he's don't a, cross him, and then he's an ornery son of a guy. Yeah, as mean as a ox's dick <laughs> that old saying me that guy's mean as an ox's dick yeah that's what they used to say oh man i reckon yeah I reckon you don't want to you don't want to mess with him yeah don't fiddle fuck with that guy and don't go fancy dancing with the daisy boys You're playing all the hits yeah so yeah uh go a little south of montana you might have to pass through idaho or wyoming depending on which way you're going i, I remember i used to say that to nate Fancy, and I remember saying fiddle fucking before. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I came up with fiddle fucking, but you know, well, probably that time you fucked the fiddle. Yep. So yeah, we're we're, we're gonna move away from big sky country. We're gonna go down to uh, heavenly father country. Nah, uh, we're worst. gonna go to the um, the people whose favorite planet is uh, what's it called? Kolob. That's where they say Jesus lives or something. <sighs> Um, uh, yeah, this is the Mormons we're going to be talking about today. The, uh, the Latter-day Saints. I, look, I, I don't give a shit what they do. They, they run a hell of a fucking ancestry, <laughs> yeah. uh, racket. They produce great football coaches. Yeah. I don't really have a problem I with don't. the whole sister wives yeah. thing. I don't care. I, um, I saw the Book of Mormon on Broadway. Right. Yeah. So when you think of, uh, the more dangerous cities in the United States, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah is probably not going to spring the mind immediately. Unless you think of SLC Punk. Yeah. Or SLCM Punk. No, not a thing. Really straight edge. Really straight edge. Right. Uh, but it doesn't uh, really come come up as like, oh, yeah, Salt Lake City, you better stay away from there. Right. If you know what's good for you. Yeah. But it did recently reappear on NeighborhoodScouts.com's uh, List of the 100 most dangerous cities in the United States. Really? According to that website's reporting, there are 9.4 violent crimes per 1,000 residents in the city, and you have a 1 in 107 chance of becoming a victim there. Now, that's a far cry from front of the lar- some of the larger cities in the- on the list. And number two, Memphis, uh, you would have a 1 in 41 chance. Detroit and St. Louis come in at 4 and 5, respectively, and the chances of becoming a victim there are 1 in 44 or 1 in 50, respectively. 
But then there's cities like New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. I know that place. I know that place as well. And the third place. I've known every place we talked about. Well, so far. I mean, I know it like intimately. I've uh, I've lived in New York, and I've lived in Philadelphia. Not New York City. I've lived in New York. Yeah. And I've lived outside of New York City, and and we would we we both went to New York City mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I mean. So I, but I've never been to Boston. I've been to Memphis one time, and I went to a Burger King by the airport. Did you walk into Memphis for a little bit? Okay, and that 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 area must have been so dangerous that like the Burger King by the airport, yeah, locked their side door a- after dark. And you had to come in through the front door. Really? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, cities like New York, Philadelphia, Boston, not in the top one hundred for violent crime. Uh they didn't make the list. That's sad. And chances are, when one thinks of Salt Lake City or Utah in general, they think of the jerk, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the jerks, the jer- or the jerky, the jerky. They, if I were Mormon and I lived there, I would make the jerky of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. That would be like I'm, I would try to make that like the Mormon equivalent of the communion wafer. Like when you go to your service, you have to eat the jerky of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Right. You turn Jesus into jerky. Yeah, yes. that's what he wanted. Eat this jerky for it is my flesh. Yeah, it's delicious. It's teriyaki. Yeah, yeah it's teriyaki Jesus. Yeah. I have pepper Jesus <laughs> we as well. Ge- yeah. And smoked Jesus. Right. Hickory smoked Jesus. Yeah. Which is also the name of my band. Hickory smoked Jesus? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, I stopped for a drink. Yeah. Um, We're going to stick with the term Mormons for the sake of brevity. Uh, and Jesus that- smoked for your sins. And and for flavor, right? And for and for your taste buds as well. So the uh, the church does play the LDS Church, the Mormons. They do play a big role in this story. Sorry, I feel like I'm sliding out of my chair. Um, on the morning of October fifteenth, nineteen eighty five, Stephen Christensen arrived at work shortly after eight a.m. The thirty one year old stockbroker rented out office space on the sixth floor of the judge building, a well known historic office space that adjoined the US Nat- National Register of Historic Spaces six years prior. Stephen noticed a package with his name written on it sitting outside of his office, and he was carrying a cup of coffee, so basically what he did was he kind of put his like shin up against or his ankle up against the base of the package and tried to like roll it up his leg so he could carry it on his side. I think I know this story. And when he went to pick it up, the package exploded. Do we do we talk about this before? No, we've never done this this one before. Huh? We've talked about it in preparing for this episode. No, 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 no. I just this sounds really familiar. Like, like I've watched something on this before. Um, you may have. There's a Netflix special about this. It's been on a bunch of like those investigation, discovery, or Oxygen Network type shows. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the. The package exploded, and Stephen's wife, Terry, six months pregnant at the time, was also in the building, and she found her husband lying in the hallway making moaning sounds that she compared to a child crying. Mm. Christensen was pronounced dead at the scene, and a secretary was also injured, taking shrapnel to her leg. The news sent shockwaves throughout the city. Eight bomb threats were called in later in the day. Uh, Stephen was well known in the community. He was a bishop in the Mormon church, and he was the son of a found, uh, of the founder of a popular chain of clothing stores in the area that exists to this day. In fact, they they basically will make like Mormon missionary clothes, like the white shirts and the ties and the blazers and everything. Mm. They will make them and sell them across the country, across the world. 
Things grew even more frenzied an hour later when Kathy Sheets was killed instantly when she picked up a package along her home at 4630 Nanaloa Drive. The blast generated uh, by the explosion was the equivalent of two sticks of dynamite. Jeez. The bomb was meant for Kathy's husband, J. Gary Sheets. The packaging, bomb construction, and other indicators made it clear that both bombs were made by the same person. I like uh, I like that when they like like J. You know, was it a yeah. J. Paul Getty? Yeah, a lot of like Texas oil men would do that. Yeah, I want to be J. Axon Wells. I like that. That's, I'm going today. By, you're J. Axon Wells. Yeah, I'm going by J. Axon Wells from now on. Now on today, I'm going to go by B. Paddington Burke. I like that. Yeah, and today I'm B. Paddington Burke. All right, shoot name. Shoot name. No gimmick. Uh, so the packaging and everything, like I said, made it clear this is the same same bomber. And there were a clear link. There was a clear link between between the two bombings, the two intended victims. Stephen had worked for Sheets and his company coordinated financial services up until the summer before when Christensen and two other officers in the company departed amidst a, se- a severe downturn in business. So he was high up. He was like a, a company officer, which is usually like a VP or something higher than that. Mm-hmm. And that downturn involved heavy losses for CFS and the clients that invested with them, which led police to believe that the bombings were a professional hit that was carried out by a disgruntled former client who had lost money. Others pointed to Steve's faith as a possible motive due to his deep ties to the LDS church. Steve was especially interested in historical documents related to the church and had previously spent a great deal of money on them. You kind of mentioned in passing, oh, like the the Latter-day Saints Church, uh, they operate a great Ancestry website. And yeah, they're behind Ancestry.com. The the push for genealogy kind of started with the Mormons. They're, they're really big on that. And they're also really big on record keeping on the history of their religion. They always are looking for texts and uh, texts and like diaries and things like that from people who are pioneers in the church. And that was something that Steve Christensen was Christensen was really really into. Yeah, churches are notorious for th- their their meticulous record keeping, um, which is I think is great because like people are like, oh, who gives a shit about the past? Let's worry about the future. I mean, I care about the past. I you know I'm a I'm a history nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think it's really cool that that they're keeping records like that. As I I know I knew nothing about the you know Mormons other than just what's on the surface, right? Right. Like sister wives shit, you know, they they have multiple fucking wives. They Well, the the church officially frowns upon that. The sister wives thing? Yeah, uh the more uh, the LDS church uh in fact uh at this point polygamy theoretically can get you excommunicated from the church. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know. I know nothing about the. Th- all- but that was something in the early days. Polygamy was a, a big thing early on in the. Are they not? St- but do they still do it, or is it like no? Well, pe- it some do, but it's a, it's like kind of hush hush, and then you can be excommunicated from the the LDS Church for polygamy. Yeah. So I, I I know through ancestry dot com. That like I'm learning about it a little bit. And I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But I just I like the idea that that they're that they're really keen on keeping records and helping people find out, you know, their 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 relatives and their past, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's what's great too is is that 
it's it's really i mean there's so much obviously you know they with dna they caught the was it the golden state killer Golden state killer several other cases that weren't that weren't as famous and then they're 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 connecting people that like oh wow i have this brother that i didn't know about or sister or you know my father's out there they're yeah like absolutely stuff stuff like this is great and uh i i just i'm i'm very happy that they're doing this you know and uh record keeping is so cool so uh yeah i don't know i just like this i like the idea of what what the guy was doing so steve christensen was especially really into this history stuff spent a lot of money on old church documents and, and things like that uh but the only real lead to uh steve's death was a witness at the judge building who saw a man in a green letterman style jacket but it didn't have a letter on it but it looked like one of those letterman jackets mm-hmm. like the full mm-hmm. like the solid color on the arms were a different color right yeah. uh and he was in an elevator carrying the package it literally says in big letters to steve christensen on the package the following day with salt lake city still reeling another bomb went off uh, this one went off in the car of Mark Hoffman, a respected local document dealer. Uh, again, the bomb construction was identical to the first two. Unlike the two victims the previous day, Mark Hoffman survived, but he was in critical condition at the time. So this really made Stephen Christensen the central focus of the case because he was the link between between two seemingly unrelated parties. Uh, Gary J. Gary Sheets and his wife had nothing to do with Mark Hoffman. But he, uh, Christensen, Christensen, you can say that, uh, w- I just did Christensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in business with Gary Sheets mm-hmm. and he had also done some business with Mark Hoffman. They weren't full business partners like Christensen and I, uh, Stephen yeah. and Sheets. Christensen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call him Stephen from now on. Christensen. Christensen. Uh, he had done business with Mark Hoffman. Hoffman's document trading had a central focus. He specialized, he did a lot of things, but he specialized in obtaining documents from Mormon history. One such document was the Salamander Letter, which was unearthed in 1984. That's a great fucking name. The Salamander Letter. The Salamander Letter. So back in the 80s. It's almost as good as Hickory Smoke Jesus. Right. I was, uh, I, I well, that should be a band, the, Salam- the Salamander Letter. That's the debut album. Of Hickory oh, Smoke there Jesus. you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Um, did you, are you switching bands now from Sex Pervert? No, my my stage name is Sex Pervert. Sex Pervert is the lead singer of Hickory Smoke. Oh, Jesus. he changed his name. I mean, he, he was a band. It was a band before. Yeah, but it was also the name of the, it was like Sex Pervert. But then the name of the band was also Sex Pervert. Gotcha. Yeah, but, but so so the band Sex Pervert is no more. Yes, it's now called Hickory Smoke Jesus. Yeah, but the lead singer me. Is sex pervert. Yeah, that's that's a fake name. That's not my real name. My real name is B. Paddington Burke. Right. A.K.A. Sex Pervert. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, the Salamander Letter was written by Martin Harris, a key figure of the LDS Church's origin, who was a scribe for church founder Joseph Smith and actually one of his teachers. And he was one of the three witnesses to the Book of Mormon. Um, Mormon belief tells that an angel, Moroni, uh, led Joseph Smith to gold plates which contained what would later become the Book of Mormon. It wasn't a, like a uh, an Italian guy, Moroni? No, it was Moroni, Moroni? and he was okay. an angel. Not, not an Italian guy? No. All right. Uh, and then the Salamander le- letter would suggest that there was no Moroni, 
uh, that Smith was led to the gold plates by a white salamander, which was long regarded as a mystical creature. I'm not buying this. Which I is think, like kind of a folk magic, white magic type thing. I think I think Joseph was probably smoking some peyote or something, and he met an Italian guy named Maroni, and he goes, hey, Joe, let me show you these gold plates. All right, I got these gold fucking plates for you. And, and, and Maroni led him to the gold plates. He said, yo, you know what these fucking plates do? And then he... They whatever he told him. He's like, "Yo, look at the fucking salamander over there. That fucking salamander." And the salamander starts talking because he's smoking peyote. The salamander's also smoking peyote. They're all smoking peyote, dude. So Joseph Smith, Maroni, and Maroni the, wasn't smoking it. Oh, he the was sal- just, the salamander. Joseph Smith are smoking peyote. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the the real story of what happened. It's just as plausible. And the, I can't say well, that's far fetched, but the angel. Taking the guy to the magic place would have a secret book of the Bible. That's real. Yeah. They're equally plausible yeah, in my I mind. Think, so I you think could the, be right. I think the Italian guy was like, yo, let me show you these fucking plates. All right? I got the fucking Sunday gravy. There are a lot of Italian guys talking like that in, uh, well, it was in New York. I think Joseph Smith was from upstate New York. Witness protection, dude. Yeah. His name wasn't Maroni. It was Baroni. Phil Baroni? Yeah, the MMA fighter. He was around back then. <laughs> yes, like the eighteen hundred. Oh, yeah, time traveling Phil Baroni, um, starting the Mormon religion. So this revelation, uh, there's a white salamander, which is a symbol of like folk magic and all this other stuff. Um, and now listen, ladies, don't be fucking writing uh, murdermydude at gmail dot com and saying, "Oh my god, Jay Axon Wells, I love your Italian voice. It's so sexy. I know it is, but you know what? Got to pay. So, got to pay Odie. Got it. Who's Odie? I don't know. He's from Garfield. Oh yeah, it's a little dog. So this revelation did cast doubt on the origins of the Mormon religion and seemingly guided it away from t- typical Christian tenets like angels and more it toward like a folk magic or even like kind of paganish origin. Uh-huh. Uh, Steve Christensen had purchased the Salamander letter from Mark Hoffman for $40,000 in 1984. He then donated the letter to the Latter-day Saints Church. Hoffman's documents weren't exclusive to Mormon history either. He had letters from a diverse group. All presidents. Abraham Lincoln, uh, President Jack London, right. President Emily Dickinson, yes. President Francis Scott Key. Oh, no, that one was just a singer. And many others. Is he a singer or just a composer? He sang in... He did a little bit... He was a singer-songwriter. Right, yeah. Singer-songwriter Francis Scott Key. He sang in Francis Scott Key. He was awful. I call him Francis Scott off-key. Right. He's pitchy. Yeah. After a mid-1985 New York trip, Hoffman revealed he had purchased a book, and in that book, between some of the pages, he found a copy of Oath of a Freeman. And Oath was the first printed document in the American colonies. It came from the Massachusetts Bay Colony in the 1630s. This was an incredible find. There were only 15 copies believed, or 50, I'm sorry, 50 copies ever to believe to have been printed. When the pilgrims came over, uh, they brought a printing press with them, and this was the first thing they printed. It was basically the rules if you wanted to live in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, you had to follow these rules. Mm. Um, so Hoffman found the first known copy of this to still exist, and he sought to sell the document either to the uh, Library of Congress or to the American Antiquarian Society for a price somewhere around $1 to $1.5 million. 
Uh, when Hoffman was well enough to speak to investigators. Uh, that is million, right? Million, not billion, yes. Okay. All right. I mistyped it in the notes. No, it's okay, because I wasn't sure if if you had the right thing, and then you... No, I don't think any document would be worth $1.5 billion, even today. Well, I don't know about that. What document do you think will be worth that much? Uh, the Bill of Rights. $1.5 billion. Yeah. With a B. Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude. That, uh, the, the Constitution, uh, any of our fucking colonial shit. We got to steal the Constitution. Dude. You don't think that that's worth they over a, a national fucking, treasure? You don't shit. think that's over a billion oh, dollars? It would be worth, I think it would be worth tens of millions of dollars. Where are you going to sell it to if you steal it? Black market. You think you're going to get that much on the black market? Dude, they take paintings that nobody gives a fuck about for really, really, for Boku bucks. Yeah. These people are now willing. Now we'll speak in French. Merci Boku bucks. Who gives it? Dude, they, these fucking. They, People are willing to spend millions of dollars on fucking NFTs. Yeah, well, that market kind of dried up, I think. Crypto's hurting, too. <sighs> well, I mean, I don't know how it's doing in the theaters. Well, the Rock, I think, still has, you know... Oh, you're talking about the Super Pets thing. Yeah, that's crypto. No, I meant, like, cryptocurrency. Oh, oh. Bitcoin and shit like that. Oh, okay. It's one of the few... Uh, yeah, enjoy your... Uh, enjoy your... DC movies while they last. I saw Batgirl got just it's done and it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently, Discovery's just ripping everything out. Like the new Scoob movie got canceled. Like a bunch of stuff. I did canceled. see that. Yeah, yeah. Because Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Just like yeah, we don't want to. We just want to be Discovery. I don't know why did they buy it. Like it's weird. What are they? What wait? What's the, what's going on here? Uh, this, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is Discovery owning Warner Brothers now. They just canceled a ton of projects. They, like, laid off 70% of the creative team at HBO Max. They're canceling, like, a bunch of series. Really? Yeah. Um, Holy. I didn't know about... I, I saw the, the Scoob... But the Scoob thing wasn't even supposed to be, like, CGI or whatever. It was supposed to be just, you know, 2D animation or whatever. Yeah, They so far they've canceled uh, Scoob Holiday Haunt, Batgirl when the movie was almost done. Uh, they announced. Oh my gonna... god! Wait, the movie. Yeah, with the where Michael Keaton was going to be Batman again. <gasps> Scrapped. It's not going to be on HBO Max. Not going to be on anything. Uh, they canceled the Wonder Twins movie, Snowpiercer, Legends of Tomorrow, a uh, bunch of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So enjoy your your Super Dog movie because it might be the last. DC movie again. Well, no, they just announced Joker is going to come out. And That's insane. Things. Yeah. I, wow. So with uh with Mark Hoffman, he did have this one point five won the one point five million dollar find, Oath of a Freeman. That's in nineteen eighty five money. It'll be worth a lot more now. It'd be cl probably close to three million dollars now. Uh, when Hoffman was well enough to speak to investigators, he told them that the explosion went off as he was opening his car door, but this seemed inconsistent to his wounds. Chunks of his fingers were blown off, um, and it was the belief of forensic investigators that Mark Hoffman must have had his hand or hands on the package as it exploded. Suspecting that he may have been injured by an explosive of his own making, police searched Hoffman's home, and while they didn't find bomb-making equipment there, they did find something else that kind of piqued their interest. Hmm. They found a green Letterman jacket. 
if you remember back, right, it, somebody saw a witness saw somebody in a green Letterman jacket carrying the the package that probably killed Stephen Christensen. I, I'm probably just, by the way, right now, as as taken aback and upset about this being canceled as you you know were when when you found out that I canceled our Truth Social. I don't think anybody could ever be that upset. Um, a deeper look into the historical cl- about what about them finding Mark Hoffman? Are you still on the Warner Brothers thing? On oh, the Warner Brothers thing, dude. I didn't know about this. Oh, I knew that they canceled Scoob. I was like, ah, okay, whatever. I didn't, I didn't give a shit. Like that they canceled Scoob. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Scooby fan. But I was just like, ah, whatever. Okay, they're not gonna go forward with that. But that's kind of scary that they shelved the fucking Batgirl movie. Yeah, that's like. And now that you said 70%, wow, that's not good. All right. So a a deeper look into the historical collector community saw that Mark Hoffman was now promising a find even bigger than the Salamander letter as far as Mormon documents. He had unearthed the McClellan collection. The collection uh, was a, a, a series of purported journals written by William McClellan, an early Mormon leader who was excommunicated from the church after a crisis of faith. Hoffman claimed that the collection had damning content, including a letter from McClellan to Emma Hale Smith, Joseph Smith's wife, claiming that Smith's brother was the one who actually found the gold plates and that the church's founder and prophet was a sham. Stephen Christensen agreed to buy the McClellan documents from Hoffman for over $100,000, but Christensen was, or, but uh, Hoffman, excuse me, was slow to produce the documents. On the day of the bombings, October 15th, McClellan was set to meet with Christensen so they could go over uh they should they could go to rather a safe deposit box where the documents were being held. Obviously, Christensen never made it. Another key piece of evidence found in Hoffman's home was a manila env- envelope containing the name Mike Hansen, and the envelope came from a company called Utah Engravings. The owner of the company, Jorgen Olson. What a great name. Real name. Jurgen Olsen. Uh, he confirmed that he wrote the name on the envelope, and that was something he always did. He would write the customer's name like that on the back of an envelope uh, that he would put the engravings in. The order was for printing plates, uh, and the printing plate was a, a um, like a scale a scale for the uh, for a set of letters that were purported to be written by the frontiersman Jim Bridger. Mark Hoffman had sold Jim Bridger letters for about five thousand dollars. Other engraving companies did business with Mike Hansen as well. Frontiersman is another name, by the way. When I was saying Trapper earlier, mm-hmm. that's another thing. Like, yeah, Frontiersman, Trapper, all the that's what I think of, like, when I think of Mon. Well, Mon there's Frontierman, Frontiersman Jim and Trapper John. Right. And uh, what, 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 and Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah. What about um? What about CM Punxsutawney Phil? Yeah. Oh, that's his name. His name is Phil. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about um? What about uh, Billy Jack Brody? Oh, he's he's a little bit of everything. He's a trapper, a frontiersman. He's a trapper keeper. He keeps trappers. He traps trappers. He's a trapper trapper, and he keeps them. So he's a trapper keeper. Oh. But he's a he's he's always nice to them, uh, unless they cross don't him. Don't cross him. Then if you cross him, you're mm-hmm. just, there'll be hell to pay. You're right. Um, was he as mad as an ox's an ox's dick? Yeah, he's as mad as an ox, mean as an ox's dick. Yeah, that's what it is. Mean as an ox, not mad as an ox's dick. Yeah. 
And, and Ox's dick is not mad unless you make it mad. Unless you cross an Ox's don't dick. Don't cross that dick. Don't you cross that dick. Yeah. Don't. You, you treat that dick with respect. Especially when, when two dicks, two Ox dicks cross each other. Yeah. You never cross the dicks. Yeah. So other engraving companies did business with Mike Hansen as well. One of which uh, had an address on file that was almost identical to Mark Hoffman's brother-in-law. Just had one digit change. The first digit, instead of a two, it was a three. In another damning blow, another engraving company revealed that Hansen paid in part, uh, or paid for part of a job in cash, and the rest with a check, and the check was issued from the account of Mark Hoffman. A receipt issued to Mike Hansen also contained Mark Hoffman's fingerprint. It was suspected that many bomb components, mainly mercury switches, were purchased at local Radio Shack stores, and a canvas of these uh, found that the switches... Battery packs, light testers, and other bomb components were purchased at various radio shacks around Salt Lake City by either a person going by the name M. Hansen or Mike Hansen. Excuse me. Um, Mark Hoffman was also a close match for the sketch of the man in the green letterman jacket like the one found in his home that was seen carrying the bomb that killed Stephen Christensen. Still, FBI investigations later criticized for not being thorough enough show that the Salamander letter and the potentially seven-figure Oath, Oath of a Freeman printing were genuine. That was until George Throckmorton took the case. You want to talk about great names? There you go. George Throckmorton. Throckmorton. What a, yeah. A renowned forensic investigator, Throckmorton spent hundreds of hours looking into the documents and he eventually found inconsistencies when comparing Hoffman's documents to others from similar times. Under a microscope, the ink of Hoffman's documents appeared cracked and scaly, like the skin on an alligator. No other writing from that era compared against it contained those cracks. So it was Throckmorton's determination that the documents that that Hoffman was selling were frauds. He was a forger. And then they did track down another engraving company that sold Mike Hansen plates of Oath of a Freeman. So that was most likely a forgery as well. The following January, Mark Hoffman was arrested on 27 total charges, including first-degree murder, delivering a bomb, constructing or possessing a bomb, several counts of theft by deception, and communication fraud. Facing the death penalty, Hoffman would eventually plead guilty to second-degree murder charges for the deaths of both Stephen Christensen and Kathy Sheets, and counts for theft by deception and fraud for the Salamander letter and the McClellan connection, which was never actually even forged. He just said he had it. He never even bothered to forge it. Hoffman admitted that he had forged most of the documents he had sold over the years, having grown enamored with the idea of deceiving others at a young age. Uh, he was a, a coin collector, and he learned how to, like, mess with coins to make them look more valuable. He was really in the magic. He just liked pulling the wool over people's eyes. He would come up with unique ways to induce aging in documents, and was likely one of the most talented forgers in the world. Like, even the FBI said, yeah, these are genuine. He would age the documents, he would, and it was until Throckmorton found that little thing in the ink that that was the first time anybody realized something was up. And Hoffman had also grown disenfranchised with the Mormon church at a young age, saying he was an atheist by the time he was 14. The Salamander letter and the McClellan collection were attempts to harm the church in addition to making some money, perhaps because Hoffman's grandfather had been excommunicated from the church for practicing bigamy. 
So he was one of these people who had many wives, and he got caught and he got kicked out of the church. Hoffman. Yeah, I again, I didn't know that that was really frowned upon. I, I, yes. I didn't know. Uh, Hoffman had admitted he had also run into some money troubles, and he was looking. It was looking like he may not be able to get the oath of a freeman again, a forgery authenticated for sale. That was like his big thing: is if I can just get this thing sold, I can make my million dollars or one and a half million dollars, and I'll be good. Uh, but he was running out of time because he was running out of money. He was he was he was really really deep in debt. So he used the McClellan collection to try to build money out of Stephen Christensen and possibly the LDS Church. But Christensen was growing impatient and threatened to have Hoffman arrested if he didn't provide the documents. So his whole way out of this was, well, I'll just kill Stephen Christensen. The bomb that killed Kathy Sheets and was planted to make uh, was planted there to make police think that the bombings were related. And uh, the Christensen and, and J. Gary Sheets, their business was somehow the root cause of this uh, attack. Ultimately, after the plea deal, Hoffman was sentenced to five years to life, which was the maximum sentence at the time for a second-degree murder conviction in Utah. Uh, the judge did recommend, though, that he never be released, and up until this point, he hasn't been released. Mark Hoffman is still in jail. The Mormon church excommunicated Hoffman, and his wife, Dory, filed for divorce in 1987. Following that divorce filing, Hoffman... Uh, pretended to take his antidepressants in in uh in prison, but he would like to steal them, and he gathered a bunch up and tried to overdose on them. He survived. He ca- he spent twelve hours unconscious, laying on his right arm, which left him with permanent muscle atrophy due to a loss of circulation. In nineteen eighty nine, J. Gary Sheets was arrested on thirty four counts of fraud and embezzlement, but he was found not guilty. He passed on in twenty eighteen at the age of eighty four. One of uh, Kathy and Gary's daughters was motivated by her mother's murder to become a police officer. It was later found that the McClellan collection was actually real and was already sold to the LDS church in the early 1900s. In the fervor following the bombings and Hoffman's arrest, they published the works. And while they were highly critical of the church... They were nowhere near as damning as the fanciful fiction spun by Mark Christensen. By the way, the way that Hoffman is spelled annoys the shit out of me. Because there's only one F? Yeah, because there's one F and two N's. Yeah, it's H-O-F-M-A-N-N. Yeah, when it's normally H-O-F-F-M-A-N. So they were like, fuck it, we're going to, we're going to, you know, take take an F off and add an N and let's just fucking, let's just be fancy. Why not put two H's and fucking zero O's? All right, let's do that. I'm in. Yeah. Three, three F's, two N's, one A, one M, zero O's, and two H's. Let's do it. Man. Hoffman. Hoff- man. Hoffman. Hoffman. Mm. So that that's the story. And uh, Well, I got to go to bed. It's time to go. Hold up. One more thing to do. It's time for another game of Who Died. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's time to play your favorite game in mine. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game, Who Died the Worst? And it's a very simple game. I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three deaths he's going to tell me which of these three died the worst 
And as we record this, it is the third day in August. Summer is coming to a close. We only have a few more episodes before it'll be fall. The best of all seasons. Uh, so what we're going to talk about for this Who Died the Worst are some uh, instances of some summer fun gone horribly, horribly wrong. You said you were swimming earlier today, right? I went swimming. Um, so death number one mm-hmm. takes us to Carme uh, Yosef, uh, just outside of Tel Aviv, Israel, where a um, a man, a thirty-two year old thirty-two year old man, Khalil Kimhi or Kimhai, Kamai, I don't know. Uh, he was swimming. There's actually video of this going around. Oh. I don't think you see this part of it, but you see the aftermath. He was swimming in a pool, and there were a few other people. It was a party, and a gaping hole suddenly appears in the middle of the in-ground pool, and it almost... Oh, I think looked... I dated her. The, an in-ground pool? Uh, da- a gaping a hole. A gaping hole? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, water started... It, it almost looked like you pulled the plug from a drain. Like, water was yeah, just... Yeah, 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 I definitely dated her. Yeah. I remember she was standing above me, mm-hmm. and I was... Yeah, let's not get into it, but go ahead. So, so the water's going down the sinkhole that appears in the pool. And that's what they called me, a sinkhole. A sinkhole? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I've heard you been called a sinkhole before. Yeah. Other things, too. Yeah. So, not only does the water go down, but, like, in the video, all these, like, pool floaties, everything is just going down the sinkhole. Okay. One of the things they don't show going down the sinkhole is uh, Khalil Kamai. Khalil. Let's just... Yeah. Khalil. Khalil. Uh, because his body was later found at the bottom of the 43-foot deep hole. Yeah. So I watched this... Uh, I watched this thing the other day. It was this video of... And and I, I don't know if this has anything to do mm-hmm. with this, but um, probably not. But anyway, it just looked like, uh, looked like a, a stream, right? Yeah. And... This guy comes over. I, I may have showed you this. You, yes, you did. And a guy has this like long stick thing, and he and he and he puts it down into it, and he his arm goes down, and he's like, "This is like three feet," mm-hmm. and he's like, "We think that this hole in this stream goes down more than twenty feet." Yeah. Now imagine some kids are just like, "Oh, let's jump in the puddle," and they jump in this fucking thing, and they go all the way down. Yep. This is why you don't do that shit. Like it's unless it's a fucking pool, yeah, and you know it's sanctioned. Don't jump in non-sanctioned fucking waters. Unsanctioned pools are bad. Folks. Yeah, only use sanctioned pools. Yeah, by the Pool Athletic Commission. <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened here. Actually, the owners of the building were, or, or the pool, like the owners of the home the pool was in, were arrested. But this is actually sanctioned. Well, no, they they. I guess the pool wasn't built officially. Like they they didn't build it up to code. Oh, okay. And a sinkhole formed in the pool, and somebody got fell in the sinkhole and died. So that's step number one. You're swimming around in a pool. You're you're at a party. Okay. And you're swimming around in the ground pool, and all of a sudden, sinkhole opens up under the pool, and you fall in and die. That's okay. death number one. Right. Death number two mm-hmm. takes us to Knott's Berry Farm. I know that place. You know that there's a replica of Independence Hall there. I did. Or in, is it Independence? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's. It's also the a con- theme Constitution. Park. Yeah, where the Constitution was signed. Yeah. That's where they filmed National Treasure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they actually filmed a lot of uh, the outside shots in Philly at near there, but 
But the thing that was, you know, Independence Hall, uh, when they were inside, I guess, it was filmed at Knott's Berry. There's also a, a ride there called the Calico Railroad Ride. Okay. And so a, a worker, a, uh, a park employee, was working on the tracks. Not a wrestler. No. Okay. Uh, an employee of the park, a, a technician that was working on the ride, was on the tracks when all of a sudden he was crushed between two passenger cars on the railroad. Oh, I man. guess one was just kind of sitting there idle, and another came by and he didn't notice it, and he was crushed between them. Oh, jeez. So that's step number two. You are crushed between two cars on the railroad ride at Knott's Berry Farm. How about SeaWorld? Doesn't get more summery than SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. Is that even still open? <laughs> guess. Anyway. I mean, was this... When when did this happen? 2010. It was open then. And when did this other thing j- happen? The Knott's Berry Farm, I think, was in 1996. Okay, 96. Okay. I, the, I'm uh, thinking for some reason this is this week in murder. No, this is who died the worst. I, yeah. Okay. And the, the one with the pull sinkhole happened in July. That was this year. So that's this year. That was this murder. year in murder. Right. Or this year in falling into a sinkhole. In murder. Uh, so. Well, death, really, not murder. Dawn Branchot mm-hmm. worked for SeaWorld, 40 year old. She was an animal trainer. And she was working with the whales. Until okay. one day, she slipped and fell in, in 2010. She slipped and fell into a whale tank. Of the, it's where like the whales she trained daily, where uh, they lived, and this was wasn't Willie, it was Tilikum, an orca whale. Uh, uh, Tilikum attacked Brancho when she fell into the water. Okay, shook her, and yeah. held her underwater long enough and with such force that she drowned. Right. So death number three is drowned by whale. So again, death number one is you're swimming around in a pool, yeah, and you fall into a sinkhole that opens up in said pool. Okay. Death number two is you're working on the tracks at a uh, uh, an amusement park attraction, and you fall into the uh, or or no the uh, a car comes behind you and crushes you in between right. another car. So that's death number two. Death number three is you're working at SeaWorld. I think the moral of the story here is don't go swimming and don't don't uh, work at an amusement park. Right. Death number three is you're an animal trainer at SeaWorld. You're training the whales. You fall into the the whale pool. And one of the whales shakes you vigorously and then holds you underwater until you die. So I ask you, Jackson Wells. It's me. I'm sorry. I ask you, Jay Axon Wells. Jay Axon Wells, yeah. Who died the worst? You Jay Axed me. I, um, I did. So uh, this, was, uh, this wasn't an easy one. Because uh, you got the first one, then you got the sinkhole. Yeah. Uh, you got the, the third one is drowning. And then you have the second one, which is the most impactful. Uh, yeah, getting crushed between get, two cars. You're getting crushed. So as far as impactful goes, number two would be the winner. If we're looking at just sheer force. Mm-hmm. But that's not my winner. What is your winner? My winner is number one. Number one, the sinkhole in the pool. Yeah. Because you can't do the rowboat. It's more of a canoe at this point when you're falling. You do the snorkel. Okay. You know? You do the... Hmm. Yeah. You grab your nose and you just... You do the arm wave thing? Yeah. Uh, the the thing is, is because, like, yeah, three sucks, but 
you know the risks of work. I, you know how I do this. I always am like, ah, but you know, which who, who was the least culpable in their death? Right, and uh, I think that three. It's like, dude, you're fucking swimming with killer whales. But she was She didn't mean to swim with them. She fell in. Yeah, but you know what you're doing. Um, two, you're laying on train tracks. I I crossed the train tracks, and the train tracks. Are, I see that they're cut and there's no train that has that's been on that track in 150 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm still scared to cross it. I still look both ways. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you, you always go choo choo. And I jump. I do. And I say, stop that. Scare the shit out of me. You think it's funny. Um, and then, and then you got one, this, this for this poor schlub. He's just, he's going swimming. Who knew he fell. He did. Went under. Went under. Way under. Way under. 46 feet under. Dude. That's an scary extra, that's as an shit. Extra 40 feet. That's scary as shit. He probably fucking. I know what happened. Here's what happened. He found all the fucking underground people because this is a flat earth. Mm-hmm. And he, he swam into like the Atlantis fucking, you know, right. people. And the, you know, the, the mermen, the humanoid mermen fucking things. You know who the leader, leader of the mermen is, right? Yeah, who? Ethel. Ethel Merman. Yeah. All right. So that's that's what, that's what I got. That's the winner. Yep. That's the winner. Death number one takes it. Who would you go with? Um, Death number three. Death number three, I think, would be mine. Number three. You fall into a pool. You're like, okay, I just got to get out of the pool. And then all of a sudden, this whale that you trained yeah. is attacking you. And, and it's a whale. It's the biggest mammal in the world. Yeah. It's not a blue whale because you can't fit a fucking blue whale in SeaWorld. But a is pretty shit. big. And this scary. whale is grabbing you, shaking you. A whale's probably very strong. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whale is holding you underwater. Right. And you can't escape. You're trying to fight away from this whale, but it's a fucking whale, so you're not going to overpower it. Imagine you're going down 46 fucking feet, and you just keep going down, and you can't get up. Yeah, that's that's horrible. One of the, There was one other person that fell in, but he survived. I hope that if I'm that lady, the fucking whale knocked me out, so I don't even know that yeah, I... Yeah, there's that. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that that happened. Not that saying that I, you know, I'm hoping... I these, hope I do get attacked by a whale. No, I'm just saying that you hope that these people... Did, like they didn't have to really suffer like they yeah. were knocked out so they don't I'm know hoping what that you get attacked by a whale fuck you you deleted our true social fuck you i deleted our truth social yeah our truths social well you shouldn't do that that's uh, not even your account that's true that's it's mean and probably well, illegal i have to go sulk now because we basically have no social media presence anymore it's we still always all right who gives a shit about the other ones? Yeah. Right. So I guess um, you got anything else? You got anything else you want to destroy that I that I hold dear? No. Okay, you sure? Yeah. Anything? No. That's it. Yeah. I'm gonna grab my mom's ashes and kick them down the steps while you're at it. Is that what you're doing here? I won't know. Okay. Cool. Um. So I guess we will see you next time with more murder.
All right, so we're going to play a game now. We just did. Play Who Died the Worst. It's a different game. Oh. Mark Hoffman or Mark Frenchman? Mark Hoffman or Mark Frenchman? Well? Mark Frenchman. Mark Hoffman. Were you even oh, listening to the show? Damn it. 